0: Well, we've made it all the way through the book of Exodus. This is chapter 40. It's the last chapter of Exodus. You know, a long time ago when the Bible was written by Moses, when Moses wrote these first five books, there were no chapters. Moses didn't know that later on a man called Stephen Langton would come along and add chapters to the Bible. And Stephen Langton lived in the 1200s. um, But I think it's really interesting that Exodus has 40 chapters and the number of 40 is such a big number in the book of Exodus. Moses goes up the mountain for 40 days twice and here Exodus has got 40 chapters. I don't know if that's a coincidence or if God just planned it that way, but I think it's very cool. And um, we've now come to chapter 40, the last chapter of Exodus, and it's been a super interesting book. And um, I hope you'll continue with me tomorrow as we start Leviticus, which is also a super interesting book. I think they're all interesting. But that's why I said at the start, you know, which book of the Bible is the most interesting? You've got to just journey with me the whole way through and then make your decision. So let us read Exodus chapter 40. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, On the first day of the first month, you shall raise up the tabernacle of the tenter meeting, You shall put the Ark of the Covenant in it, and you shall screen the Ark with the veil. You shall bring in the table, and set in order the things that are on it. You shall bring in the lampstand, and light its lamps. You shall set the golden altar for incense before the Ark of the Covenant, and put the screen of the door to the tabernacle. You shall set the altar of burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle of the Tent of Meeting. You shall set the basin between the Tent of Meeting and the altar and shall put water therein. You shall set up the court around it, and hang up the screen of the gate of the court. You shall take the anointing oil, and anoint the tabernacle and all that is in it, and shall make it holy, and all its furniture, and it will be holy. You shall anoint the altar of burnt offering, with all its vessels, and sanctify the altar, and the altar will be most holy. You shall anoint the basin and its base, ...and sanctify it. You shall bring Aaron and his sons to the door of the tent of meeting... ...and shall wash them with water. You shall put on Aaron the holy garments... ...and you shall anoint him and sanctify him... ...that he may minister to me in the priest's office. You shall bring his sons and put tunics on them. You shall anoint them as you anointed their father... ...that they may minister to me in the priest's office. Their anointing shall be to them for an everlasting priesthood throughout their generations. Moses did so, according to all that Yahweh commanded him, so he did. In the first month of the second year, on the first day of the month, the tabernacle was raised up. Moses raised up the tabernacle and laid its sockets and set up its boards and put its bars and raised up its pillars. He spread the covering over the tent and put the roof of the tabernacle above on it, as Yahweh commanded Moses. He took and put the covenant into the ark, and set the poles on the ark, and put the mercy seat above the ark. He brought the ark into the tabernacle, and set up the veil of the screen, and screened the ark of the covenant as Yahweh commanded Moses. He put the table in the tent of meeting on the north side of the tabernacle, outside the veil. He set the bread in order on it before Yahweh as Yahweh commanded Moses. He put the lampstand in the Tent of Meeting opposite the table on the south side of its tabernacle. He lit the lamps before Yahweh as Yahweh commanded Moses. He put the golden altar in the Tent of Meeting before the veil. And he burned incense of sweet spices on it as Yahweh commanded Moses. He put up the screen of the door to the tabernacle He set the altar of burnt offering at the door of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting and offered on it the burnt offering and the meal offering as Yahweh commanded Moses. He set the basin between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water therein with which to wash. Moses, Aaron and his sons washed their hands and their feet there. When they went into the tent of meeting and when they came near to the altar, they washed as Yahweh commanded Moses. He raised up the court around the tabernacle and the altar, and set up the screen of the gate of the court, so Moses finished the work. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and Yahweh's glory filled the tabernacle. Moses wasn't able to enter into the tent of meeting, because the cloud stayed on it, and Yahweh's glory filled the tabernacle. When the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward throughout all their journeys. But if the cloud wasn't taken up, then they didn't travel until the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of Yahweh was on the tabernacle by day, and there was fire in the cloud by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. Well, this is the last chapter of Exodus, And it starts out by saying that on the first day of the first month, they raised up the tabernacle. You know, the Lord said to raise it up. Basically, all the instructions that we've been going through of the building of the tabernacle have come to this moment where it's set up. (laughs) And um, it says that it was the first day of the first month. So in other words, it's a new year. And if you understand your Jewish calendar, and I admit, I don't completely get the Jewish calendar. I've been reading up on it and I have a sense of it Um, but what we've got here is uh, it's around about 15 days short of a full year since they've left Egypt. So it's my understanding is that it's about 15 days short of a, a solar year. It's been about 350 days since they came out of Egypt so it's been a long time. They came out, they've had the Red Sea, they've been in the desert, they had all the testings, the grumblings, Moses has gone up the mountain and down twice, 40 days each, and then about six months of building this tabernacle, and finally they've come to this day where they're putting it up, it's been about 350 days. So, a lot has happened. Imagine the life of Moses, let's say the last 18 months. You know, around about 18 months ago, He's, uh, he's minding his own business, <laughs> and uh, he's in the desert, and he sees a burning bush, and God calls him. And So this is his 18, the last 18 months of his life. He's been called. He doesn't want to go. God makes him go. He leaves his wife behind. He goes to Egypt. He has all these negotiations with Pharaoh. Pharaoh doesn't want to listen. There's all the 10 plagues. They come out the Exodus, the Red Sea, there's the Passover, there's the killing of the firstborn, there's the the testing in the desert, there's going up the mountain 40 days, coming down, there's the golden calf, God doesn't want to have anything more to do with them. Moses intercedes, God changes his mind. Moses goes up the mountain again for 40 days. Moses comes down, six months, building this tabernacle. Finally, they set the tabernacle up and the glory of God fills the tabernacle. That was a big 18 months. <laughs> and that's also been a big 40 chapters of Exodus, all of that. I don't know what you think, but I would just summarize all that by saying that's just totally amazing. Look what God did in 18 months in the life of this man, Moses. He was on his own in the desert. And now 18 months later, he's, he's roughly in the same part of the world again, in the desert again, but now he's got 2 million people with him. And here is a tabernacle and the presence of God, the glory of God, is there visibly. If I was Moses, I'd be just shaking my hand and saying, I don't believe it. Look what God has done. It's incredible. And I just wanna finish this, the book of Exodus, by talking about the glory of God. Because as always, the glory of God is Jesus. And and right now, I just wanna show that to you. So here we've got the physical tabernacle, which is itself a picture of Jesus, but the glory of God is in it. And that's just one way of God showing that he approved. But then later on, when they get to the land of Israel, King David wants to build a temple, because he says, you know, God's just living in a tent. So let's build a real thing. Solomon is the one that builds that temple. And when you read in, in, I think it's the book of 1 Kings, I think it's about chapter seven, Uh, The Bible says that the glory of the Lord filled the temple. So it's the same thing. The Lord was happy. It was his way of showing his approval. And, of course, the Lord visibly representing his presence there. But then we get this interesting thing where the children of Israel displease God. The temple is destroyed. They go off to exile. They come back 80 years later and they rebuild the temple. A guy called Zerubbabel does that. Zerubbabel's temple. But this temple is not that fancy. And those who saw it said, you know, the glory, you know, this is not much to look at. <laughs> they built the second temple in 50 days. I think it was 50 days. Um, might, might have my numbers wrong there, but we'll get to that later on in the Bible. And, uh, but it certainly wasn't as elaborate as Solomon's temple with all its gold. And you know what? The physical glory of God is not there. For starters, the Ark of the Covenant, which is where God you know, used to sit on that Ark, the mercy seat, it's not even in that second temple. The first temple that Solomon built, they put the Ark in it, and the glory of the Lord was there. But the second temple, the presence of God wasn't there. No Ark of the Covenant and no physical glory. And you'd have to say to yourself, well, what was going on? But the Lord has, as always, He has His way of showing what the glory is. And it was, it was hundreds of years later that when baby Jesus was born, they came on the eighth day to present him in the temple. And we're going to talk about that in the very next chapter, Leviticus chapter 1, where Jesus comes to the temple as a little baby. But when Jesus comes to the temple, there's a man standing there called Simeon, and he's been waiting to see the hope of Israel. And when he sees Jesus as this little baby, the Holy Spirit must have confirmed to him, this is what you're waiting for, And he says, my eyes have seen the glory. And you know what? Little baby Jesus coming into the temple. It was the glory of God going into the temple. But not when it was built, but hundreds of years later. So the glory of the Lord did enter into that second temple, but it was Jesus. And so we come right back here and we look at the tabernacle and we see the glory of the Lord in the middle of the people. It's Jesus, even here in Exodus chapter 40. It's just all incredible. Everywhere you look in, the, in these first five books of the Bible, it's just Jesus everywhere. And it's a picture of what we're supposed to be. We are supposed to be the body of Christ, which is, it's the temple of the Lord as well. It's another picture of a temple, and we're supposed to have the glory of the Lord in us. We're supposed to have Jesus in our midst. So there's no better way of finishing Exodus by realizing that Jesus is supposed to be in you he's supposed to be in me. The glory of God is in you, but it's Jesus. The glory of God in me and us as a people, God's people, the glory of God in our midst, Jesus. He should be the central part of our life. He should be our everything. I can't think of anything better to realize. (laughs) So Lord, thank you for this book of Exodus. It was Jesus in the beginning in the burning bush, calling Moses. It was Jesus at the end, the glory in the it was the power of God destroying those false gods. That was Jesus. It was, you know, Jesus is the tabernacle. Jesus is the high priest. Jesus is everything all right through this book. Thank you, Lord, for Christ. And I pray that we would have the glory of God in our midst. Lord, in ever-increasing ways, help our eyes to be open to see Jesus. Amen.